The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. This is the cream in your coffee, your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler, the Jewish canon, the physical embodiment of charisma, the most entertaining man in professional wrestling, the Bernie Sanders of professional wrestling, the best of the best, Mr. American Rana Davey Wrestling, the 104-minute man, the main event. I'm really, really good at Twitter, the king of taunts, the product David Starr, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people too and all people. Oh, uh, God. Hi. Hey, hey, welcome, everybody. Hello, Rough House Podcast coming at you. Uh, if you're watching the video version, which you can on Patreon or via patreon.com slash mm-hmm. Rough Podcast, Christoph coming in better, closer, nearer, warmer than he has in some time. Crisp. I look, I look a, a little light saturated. There's not a lot of uh, not a lot of dark colors uh, going through this webcam here, but that may just be the the light reflecting off the top of my freshly shorn head. So. <laughs> well, hey, it's it's looking good. It's a nice yeah, cut. You. You're you you looking clean and crisp on the new lapitapi. Yeah, you know, treat yourself. Uh, yeah, literally, my old one was. It took me after we recorded our two hour uh, uh, WrestleMania recap. It yes. took me another hour to uh, to edit it. That and it, it, I barely do any editing because I don't edit anything throughout the show. I just put it in the session and put the production on either end and it took yeah. fucking forever. So I'm like, All well, right, game over, man. It's rare where you have to every now and then there's a joke that's made that needs to be cut. Uh, <laughs> but, but beyond that it happens from time that, to time. Yeah, yeah, it's rare. It's rare. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are we are in the post WrestleMania Glow feels like a strong word. So let's just say the post WrestleMania period. And uh, I would like to say personally, thank you, WWE, for giving us all a week off. Yeah, it's more <laughs> like a recuperation period is, is what it is. You know, yeah, it, it's the rest hold of weeks of the year uh, yeah. for, for, for the post WrestleMania. And, you know, a lot of years. You know, they, they, they do WrestleMania on the Sunday and then you have the Raw after Mania, which has become mm-hmm. its own thing. And then now over the past couple of years, SmackDown being back on Tuesdays, you've had the mm-hmm. SmackDown after Mania. And this year, 
Um, we had those shows in name, but we didn't really have the full sort of um, super buzzy sort of things that happened on the Raw and SmackDown after me. Yeah, we had a title change. We had a couple returns and a couple attacks and stuff like that. But it seemed like they were really, you know, and again, like you said, thankfully, giving us a little respite before the Superstar Shakeup, which comes this week, the uh, the 15th and 16th. Yes, indeed. A, a two-night stand up in Canada as uh, we're going to find out who's going to be going to Raw and SmackDown. They're going to be shaking things up. And already uh, there are some some people that aren't going to be in the mix uh, unless some people are coming back from injury or that sort of thing. Uh, so we, we've, got Nia, <laughs> yeah, we've got Nia Jax yeah. going to be out for nine months, double knee surgery tore both ACLs or, or yes. was it a straight tear on both or was it just they needed uh, uh, some work? I, I believe they both need work. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a scenario where she tore one because like if you tear an ACL, yeah, it hurts like crazy, but you can still do your thing. Sure. Probably screwed up one, kept working, screwed up the other, therefore needs right. surgery. Kind of like what happened to Kevin Steen uh, or excuse me, Kevin Owens. Wow. I, still, I still say Steen. That's I deep still cut. say Steen. Bring it um, back. Uh, anyway, what happened to Kevin Owens and, and put him on the shelf for a while? So probably a similar scenario. Um, we apparently have a hurt AJ Styles, although I don't know the severity of it, having a whole hip flexor issue. So yeah, it doesn't we'll seem like it's as bad. Maybe maybe a couple weeks yeah. uh, off, you know, out of the ring. You know, he may show up mm -hmm. at the Superstar Shakeup. Uh, you know, he's done a lot on SmackDown the past couple of years. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw AJ go to raw. So. Yeah. Yeah. That that's, that's what I was thinking as well. Daniel Bryan also out of the mix. That one has me kind of holding my breath with hoping we get more information soon. All we know is heard it mania wasn't on TV Monday or Tuesday. Right. So who knows what that's about? Um, knowing his history of injuries, knowing how they had to do different tests on him after yeah. every single match. Yeah. Uh, look, if uh, if he was hurt in that match, match of the lifetime for him. I mean, the, the performance against Kofi Kingston was out of this world. It was. Uh, but I just hope dude didn't get hurt because at the end of the day, we want to see our D. Bry in the ring sure. doing what he does best. Sure. Um, but. In terms of Raw and SmackDown, and Big E as well. Oh, sorry. Oh, yes. Yes. How soon I forget Big E uh, going to get his knee scoped. Not again, not as severe an injury. Right. Uh, wouldn't be shocked if he's on TV most of the time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and it was you know, not the splits that did it. No, no, it was not the splits. Uh, it was the damn spear to the floor spot, which I've been saying for years would take him out in some way, shape, it, or form. I do. Oh, it's it. it's amazing. But unless you're doing it against Rusev, which is who he was doing it against for the longest period of time, yeah, you need that meat to catch meat. Like <laughs> <laughs> you need the double down, essentially. You need exactly. the, the KFC exactly. double down. You need the you need the two fried chicken patties with bacon and cheese and some sauce in the middle, which was yeah uh, a terrible great idea. Yeah, you do that on a Cesaro. There's meat there, but it ain't the same. That's like a, a fine, lean chicken breast. It, it doesn't have all the greasy goodness that, say, a Rusev especially then had. Yeah, um, that Rofo chicken. Mm, oh, man. I would yeah. fuck up some Rofo chicken right now. <laughs> For those out of the region, oh, uh, yeah. uh, Royal Farms is a convenience store slash gas station, depending on which one you go to, that has literally the best fried chicken in maryland that's yeah. like not even a joke it's akin to a wawa or a sheets but their chicken is is king it is yeah fucking wow. amazing uh and they gave you the potato wedge fries oh. really good and they're whatever their you know brand of processed cheese sauce it is 
<laughs> delicioso. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, um, I think that was it for the injuries. Yeah, yeah I, with I, the laundry list coming out of Mania. Yeah, uh, I I think that's where we're at. Well, I guess also uh, Ronda breaking her hand. Yeah, that was the uh, other one. But uh, she was going to be going on hiatus anyway. Uh, and it sounds like they're already kind of spinning some wheels. I, I saw Sports Illustrated posted that there's already talks of doing Ronda Becky at WrestleMania 2020 in Tampa. Okay. Uh, I feel like it's a little early to be making any calls because, you know, if, if Ronda's going away to have a kid... I don't know that she's going to want to be back in the ring so fast. So no, maybe not. And if, you know, if they try and it doesn't happen, it could happen to SummerSlam uh, or Survivor Series. You know, there are yeah. a number of, of big events or Royal Rumble. There's a number of, of places where this could happen. Uh, but it's a pretty foregone conclusion that it's um, if if Ronnie's coming back, it's going to happen at some point. Oh, oh, absolutely. And it's going to be on a big show and it's going to be in a prominent position because, sure. uh, you know, she's a superstar, right? Whether you like her or you hate her, you like her enough or you hate her enough where she is automatically one of the biggest stars on the show. Right. Uh, and, and I can't see them going, well, you're going to be on the pre-show. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Naomi. I, I don't right. think that's going to happen anytime yeah. soon. And you can probably bet they're going to have Charles Robinson in there as well. Uh, Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. So, was this finding of the referee in that main event, is that a shoot or a work? Uh, that is a shoot because he didn't call it like a shoot. Okay. All right. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, and he, he couldn't, I don't know. Like, cause I watched yeah. a lot of the replays of it and he was, he wasn't in when well, I guess this is on him as well. He wasn't in the perfect position because where he was, it doesn't look like where the uh, uh, shoulder of Ronnie was up. He had a really good view of it. So he mm -hmm. may in his mind have been doing it that way. But again, not being in position is just as, you know, uh, a crucial faux pas as, as counting when a shoulder is up. Yeah, it definitely sounded like uh, WrestleMania week, even though it is the biggest week of the year for the WWE, was a very cranky week for one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> uh, he fined a referee on Monday, but if you peel it back a bit, uh, he fired a writer during the Hall of Fame ceremony. Right. Uh, he fired uh, R.D. Uh, Evans. Robert, yeah, R.D. Evans, uh, a.k.a. Yeah, R.D. Evans. Yeah, R.D. Evans from Ring of Honor fame. Yeah. Uh, Archibald Peck from Chikara fame. Um, he's been a writer there for quite some time. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that guy's always been really kind of uh, a weird enigma in professional wrestling. Yeah. And uh, him just kind of sliding into the creative role surprised many. I, I remember where it came out when he was originally signed, but I forgot he was still there. Um, but uh, he took a lot of heat uh, from the Bret Hart speech. Right. Uh, apparently, he had mentioned Vince McMahon in the speech because creative writes the speeches. Surprise, Which surprise. Is a whole friggin' thing. Like, I understand yeah. maybe having a little oversight and maybe, you know, some editing, you know, for, for brevity or, or for something like that. But that just makes the, the the Hall of Fame ceremony so much less of a non-factor, knowing that the people giving the speeches don't write their own speeches. Yeah, yeah. Well, then again, half the guys that they have, if they were uh, if they were coming up with a speech off the top of their unbelievably concussed domes, right. I don't you, know. That, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that's probably why they started getting creative involved in the writing of speeches. I don't think it was always there, but I can understand why they would be there. Uh, it is a little weird that Bret Hart needs a guy to write his speech for him. Oh, I mean, um, Bret Hart did have a stroke and <laughs> can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's still uh, strange. But uh, 
I've heard conflicting reports. I, I had heard that Evans was fired for the mentioning of Vince McMahon, which if right. it's true, I'm just going to say it now. This makes Triple H an asshole mm-hmm. uh, for for doing his whole bit with the DX guys about not mentioning Vince and then constantly mentioning Vince. By the way, that was about a man who just got fired. Yeah. But the other thing I've heard or quit. Yes, that's true. Uh, He did the you can't fire me. I quit scenario, which, hey, good for you, R.D. I know of at least two companies that probably will hire you like that. Um, The other story I had heard, which which honestly sounds even more like a, a, a true Vince McMahon thing is he was angry that Brett's speech went long. And if you think about why that speech went long, it's because Brett got jumped by a deranged person from yes. the crowd. Yes. Well, that's, I, that's a very I think that's in, free reign for a show to go a few minutes long. Not in Vince McMahon's uh, twisted, <laughs> uh, rid- what ridiculous mind, you know, that is that yeah. is, uh, you know, it, it's it's unrealistic for us to expect realistic things for vince mcmahon from vince mcmahon at this point especially you know uh he rules the wwe with an iron fist and you know Mm -hmm. rightfully so he's built it to what it is today um but you know certain things keep popping up with how he behaves uh backstage whether it be stuff like this or you know um I, i don't even know but just you start to wonder yeah how much of his grasp of sanity uh, and not Eric Young, Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf, uh, wow. but actual in, in psyche uh, sanity. He, he's really clinging on to here because I, right. I worry from time to time about that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the decisions Vince makes uh, do not necessarily indicate a, a stable mind. But then again, you can even say that in his younger years, it's it's not like Vince being a crazy son of a bitch hasn't been a thing since the mid 1980s. Uh, if, if this were a newer thing, I'd be like, oh, maybe he's going crazy with Alzheimer's. No, he's just been crazy forever. So. Yeah. But I guess once you get older, it's just like, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. a little bit, you know? Well, yeah. And then conversely, I guess to, to, you know, uh, go against my own point, he stood up for somebody who was getting reamed out from somebody else backstage. So you saw this story yeah. about Pat McAfee, uh, who wore, uh, tuxedo shorts, uh, mm-hmm. for his pre uh, pre-show bits uh, on the network. And Michael Cole apparently just dressed him down in gorilla in front of everybody, just yelling uh, at him and stuff like that. Uh, maybe it wasn't in gorilla. It was somewhere backstage. Right. Uh, right. But, but then, you know, Pat goes like, I'm not putting up with this shit. I'm a grown ass man. And he goes, start packing his stuff up. And uh, an unnamed source told him, you know, that this is bullshit. Go talk to Vince, please your case and, and, you know, see what happens. And Vince sided with Pat McAfee over Michael Cole, which again, you know, is a shocker because I know Michael Cole is, is very integral in many different facets behind the scenes there for whatever fucking reason. Um, But you know, I, I think, and I think his rationale behind it was LeBron did it. Uh, Yes. Yes. That, that, (laughs) that was literally it. Someone showed Vince a photo of LeBron James wearing tuxedo shorts. Yeah. According to the story that that Pat McAfee told on uh, on his own podcast was Vince said, I know I'm hip, which <laughs> is just mwah. that's like, not not the words of a hip person. That's no, not at all. So, so goddamn good. Uh, but I really like the fact that Pat Mac, excuse me, Pat McAfee uh, 
is able to in a situation like this go fuck it i don't need this i, yeah. I have my own thing like this yeah. this is found money for me i right. i can leave here i mean there have been stories through the years about a people like michael cole who become um basically sure, caught yes, up in it's... yeah but it's 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 um Oh God, what's the name of it? Munchausen syndrome, I think it is, where okay. basically you become sicker and sicker because your captor has you believe that you're sick. Okay. Uh, that's what the WWE system does to so many people. And then there are those people who have outside interests who, when they just go, this is fucking dumb. I'm not dealing with this. They always react in very strange ways. We have this Pat McAfee story, one of my favorite stories uh, from uh uh oh god what's his name uh it was late comedian uh large black guy uh Bernie Mac? Uh, no no i am going to lose my mind i'm going to lose my mind here uh until uh i remember his name he used to be on um the show with colin quinn on oh Aww. um uh, patrice o'neill patrice o'neill yes thank you uh as i'm sure the og 538 were yelling at the uh their podcasting devices. So Patrice O'Neill was a writer for WWE for a hot cup of coffee. He only really? worked there a few weeks. Yeah. Loved professional wrestling his entire life. He was a writer for WWE. Oh, shit. He got fed up with their bullshit very quickly. Stephanie McMahon fired him. Okay. He said, fuck out of here with that. I don't need you. I'm going to go sell out a theater. Peace. Yeah. She proceeded to call him no less than three different times after that to fire him again <laughs> What? to his presumption it's because he didn't take it personally mm -hmm. he just said fuck it i'm yeah. good yeah, yeah yeah he wasn't you know destroyed over it you know crying yeah. to whatever steve weiser he has laying around no 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 he was like oh, yeah. you know all right cool whatever let me go make a shit ton of money making people laugh fuck you guys Good exactly i mean this is how a cult operate operates really you know, the, the people who stay inside are so concerned about their place and their position within it. And then those who are kind of whatever to it, those that are within it, don't understand why. It's and, a Scientology situation. Uh, yes. You yes. Know, it's it's kind of crazy the the parallels that are uh, between Scientology and and the WWE. You know, I, I watched a lot of that uh, Leah Remini show of, mm -hmm. of getting out of Scientology. And it's mind blowing uh, as to think why people think are okay with sticking around for so long with this toxic environment and you know being taken advantage of and you can add some of the john oliver stuff in there too with the uh you know um uh independent contractor bits and and the, the health uh uh insurance and things like that there are things that are similar uh for like such a major corporation business mm -hmm. on a worldwide mm -hmm. scale that they just just do and get away with that in any other sort of business or corporation, especially a fortune 500 company at that level mm -hmm. uh, would never in a million years think they could get away with it. It's, it's such a, such a unique situ <clears throat> situation. Pardon me. Yeah, no, it's fine. And, and speaking of people who are getting sick and fed up with it, the biggest story of this week is one of the prominent members of the WWE roster. Uh, apparently, done with wwe although she has not been given her release or anything like that sasha banks has uh turned her back 
on the WWE if rumors and scuttlebutt are to be believed. Yeah, I I'm I'm having a hard time buying into this one. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of the rumors and scuttlebutt walking around with with her, and then some later ones have been involving Bailey in the same situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The ridiculous story that somebody had to have made up of them literally uh, yelling on the ground at the hotel of their displeasure with having to drop the titles to to Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, the iconics. Yeah. Uh, because they thought that they would make a joke of the titles and then uh, uh, given uh, the impression that they were going to be having a long run to really solidify uh, the the legacy, I guess, or the the, 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 stature, the prestige, prestige uh, of these of these titles. And, you know, it, sure, a lot of this, you know, is probably at least a little bit true. And obviously on, you know, wrestling Twitter, things get blown out of proportion. Um, oh, you don't say. But, you know, Sasha did write this tweet um, that had some very, you know, uh, I'm unpleased with my situation overtones to it. Not very mm-hmm. subtly either. Uh, no. It was pretty overt. And then she canceled an appearance in the Wendy Williams show, which mm-hmm. apparently got her a lot of heat with, uh, with the old double W there. Um, so, yeah. Oh, 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 that one's really going to hurt. <laughs> I couldn't pick Wendy Williams out of a fucking lineup. I have no <laughs> idea what she looks like. I could not fucking do it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even her uh, husband, uh, as people know him, Mikazi, uh in WWE, one of the backstage costumers. Uh, people know, know him know from that. yeah, people from <laughs> up up. People who watch up up down down okay. are familiar with him. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, hey, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I would only recommend you watch. They posted a video on up up down down this week of uh, Tyler Breeze and. Uh, uh, Xavier Woods marking out like crazy to Batista's theme. I did, I did see a yeah. bit of that. That was, that was great. And also, yeah. I saw another gif involving Tyler Breeze of uh, him waiting to welcome um, Xavier back from Kofi's big win at WrestleMania, and they just had this really, this really adorable embrace. I'm like, oh, Breezy, you're so great. Oh, oh, that's wonderful. But uh, Mikazi also posted something about how sometimes you know creating art and making money are separate things. Da 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 da. So. So there's definitely some weirdness going on there. I, I don't know if it's a work. I don't know if it's a shoot. Unfortunately, that's where we're at right now. This weird shoot, worky, worky shoot environment. Yeah. Um, I know Sasha has been kind of the type throughout her career to take things a little personally, mm-hmm. whether she should or shouldn't. Uh, and I can't imagine having to work uh, in Angle, or rather it ended up being Bailey who worked in Angle the following day with one of her least favorite people, uh, yeah. non-Kayfabe in Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Probably not something she liked either, kind of yeah. you know, just twisting the knife there. Lexi um, was piling on on Twitter as well, so... And then, yeah. and then they, you know, Ronnie or uh, uh, Becky is having, um, you know, some some barbs being thrown at Sasha and Bailey as well. So that's that's what's kind of, you know, leading me to believe that this is not entirely, you know, what it appears to be. That I think we're being worked maybe at least a little bit here, uh, yeah. but you know. Who knows? You know, a lot of people have voiced a lot of displeasure with the mm-hmm. company, and mm-hmm. you know, if they're and by they, I mean WWE, if they're not uh, careful, then when it comes time to resign, then a lot of these guys may not do it. Now, I'm not sure when Sasha's contract is up or yeah. or what, uh, but I can 
guarantee to you if she asked for her release she ain't fucking getting it no. she's she's hanging no. out where neville's at for a year and a half doing doing nothing twiddling and uh just i guess working out <laughs> yeah exactly she will also turn into a giant muscle-filled golem yeah. by by the end of her her being put on the sidelines by wwe right. I, and it's I mean, I started to think about it. Is there a space for a Sasha Banks insane AEW? And there's not say that there isn't. Just I don't know where she would fit in with what they're trying to do. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's it's been indicated that the focus from AEW with their women's division is they're trying to replicate the Japanese Joshi style mm -hmm. because there's a, a want to make that the thing that separates AEW from a WWE, much how WCW had like the cruiserweights in the, the luchadors. Yes. The cruiserweights. Uh, there's a want it's to your own term. <laughs> I, oh, I know. No, I, I, I appreciated using it. Uh, um, there's a want from the AEW side. Let's put a focus on Joshi. Let's put a focus on this super athletic style of wrestling. Sasha tries very hard right. to do that. Sasha also gets hurt a lot. Yeah. I don't know if necessarily one's going to translate to the other. I mean, people, including us on this very podcast, have said that neither Sasha nor Bailey have hit the heights, uh, at least in terms of sort of character arcs and, and, and prominence that they did in NXT. I'm sure their paychecks have reached greater and greater heights than they did while they were in NXT. So it does turn into art versus artist, commerce versus creativity and uh, where you want to land on the side of those things. Well, if there is one silver lining that could come of this is that we uh, there's a possibility we can never have to hear Michael Cole say again that it's boss time. So oh, man. I will drink to that shit. Oh, uh, man, if there's anything I can get rid of. Also, uh, I, I'm just going to say the boss and hug connection really is a terrible, terrible fucking name. name. Yeah. Terrible yeah. name. See, see, rock and sock rhymed. Right. Boss and hug. I mean, I get it's their gimmicks, but is it? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be different also if like they paired up Sasha Banks with like Nia Jax. It could be the boss and Haas connection. That's a good fucking name. Like that works. That I could get behind. Boss and hug is just, like there. There's there's nothing there. Uh, it's anyway. the shit. It's it's the drizzling shits, and it's yes. funny because I listened to Jericho uh, with his WrestleMania preview, and Jer uh, he's banned from WWE. By the way, I don't know right. if he told you that. Yeah, <laughs> he, he mentioned it many times during said show. Oh yeah, uh, I'd say I, I figured he'd try to downplay it. <laughs> well, and I will say this: it kind of it's given him the ability to really be critical as somebody with a great mind for the business that he Absolutely. is. Absolutely. So, you know, going through that with whoever the fuck his co-host was, it was awful uh, on that episode. But um, it was me. <laughs> no, it was some British guy. You do a terrible oh. British accent. I know that. From, uh, <laughs> well, well, well. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's a fat Albert. What's your dish then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You're you going way down low. You shall be filthy. Listen, you bloody twat. All right. <laughs> if you're going to do it, get them deep in there. And you got to skip 
a couple of syllables here now. Yeah, all right. you're, go, you're going for a little squirrel on right. me. I'm waiting for you to start just popping my that fingers. Was, that was whiskey allspice. Is, is that's, uh, <laughs> that's who that was right there. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Jericho was like, yeah, Boston Hug Connection is the stupidest fucking name ever. So not that we needed validation to know that. From the guy who put together Y2AJ, by the way. <laughs> I mean, there was a J in common, so... You know, I, I'll give that. It's it's a better name than Boston Hug. <laughs> Look, you're just trying to find the sprinkle in the turd there, my friend. Hey, man, <laughs> as long as it's not brown, it'll be easy to find. Right? <laughs> anyway, uh, in terms of what we actually saw in WWE programming this week, maybe a hint of where some things are going to go during the Superstar Shakeup. Yeah. As we got a taste of a, uh, as we all thought was going to happen a, a becky lynch uh, lacey evans feud oh you know boy what? i don't hate it i don't hate it i'm actually kind of i'm actually kind of into it I'm, I'm curious to see how it goes because if lacey kind of does this you know prim, prim proper i'm a lady dignified sort of thing oh lady versus man makes sense on paper yeah no doubt no doubt but when you already have Becky kind of burying it by saying, what do you call her? Or, or what New Charlotte. Her? New Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, you, that's, you, that's just on brand for Becky, though. You know? Fair, fair. I'm, um, I'm, I'm optimistic about it to see to see how it goes. Their scrap on the uh, on the ramp on Raw was pretty great. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Lisa Evans had a, had a solid right hook. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm, 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 you know, I'm optimistic. I don't I don't know if it's really where you know, her first title defense needs to be. And I don't know if this is, I don't know how Becky's going to work. Is she going to go up on both shows and have a different feud on each show for each title? Or will she, you know, I I don't know how it's going to go. So obviously a lot of answers will be, uh, questions will be answered this week with the shakeup, but you know, at least in terms of that, on this show, all those answers will be questioned. Yes, exactly. And then, uh, so, you know, at least in terms of that, I don't hate it. I think I, I, I hate it. I think I like it more than a lot of other people do. Yeah, I mean, I'm not in love with it just because I don't think Lacey's there yet, but I understand the logic. Having someone who's very in-your-face, very aggressive versus someone who's very prim and proper, they're natural opposites. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you tell me that uh, Lacey Evans was in the oven for another two more months to to really figure out her shit. Sure, totally fine with it. Right now, though, feels a little premature. Well, we uh, haven't seen her work in a while, so maybe she has been working, you know, uh, down at the PC in between. That's TV true. I don't think she's done anything. Since, no. uh, the she Rumble, hasn't had a, so. a single, uh, a single wrestling, at least on TV. You know, there could have been yeah. house shows and stuff like that, but yeah. she she could have really, you know, uh, closed the gap and from where she was with a really rough showing at the Rumble. Um, yeah, but she I, had I a couple of read... showings in NXT. She did. She did. And I will say I haven't read any house show reports, but I now just have this mental image that at house shows she was still doing the same walk out to the front part of the ramp, turn around and leave gimmick on house shows. That's just a waste of money. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a good gig for her. I'm not going to lie. You don't have to. Oh, put yeah. Gamers game. on the line uh, to go out there and do your stupid little bit. But, you know. Even at a certain point when Jericho was trolling everybody with his return, it would come out and not say anything, which was great uh, to a certain point. We're like, all right, dude, to fucking do point, something. Yes. Yeah, and that's that's where I was at Rumble. You know, I figured she'd come out, interrupt the Battle Royal, and do something. And we got fucking nothing. And then she just came out and did her little bit at the Rumble. I'm like, now I'm pissed. Now fucking do something. So maybe it's just the fact that th- she's doing something that's getting me a little excited to see sure, it. Sure, sure. So, you know, if, if that was their intention, then they fucking got me. 
Yeah, uh, but uh, also on on uh, on these Raw and SmackDown shows, we finally had the main roster debut, uh, fresh out of presumably some sort of mental health class. Lars Sullivan has appeared. Uh, I I thought it was strange that he attacked Kurt Angle because right. we're definitely not, not getting happened. another Kurt Angle match. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with him, but he looked impressive. So, hey, good for him. And then he attacked the the newly uh, won uh, SmackDown Tag Team Champs, the Hardy Boys, yeah. uh, on SmackDown after they beat the Usos in a really good match. Yeah, um, very, very good match. So, yeah, Lars Sullivan making his presence felt. We also on SmackDown, as we're jumping back and forth here, had uh, some direction for another big man, Braun Strowman, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as you know, we had Truth and Carmella coming out doing their funny haha bits, which is still fun. I, I do enjoy those two doing what they're doing. But then yeah. Joey, Joey Smoey came out and uh, choked the choked the the life out of uh, out of Mr. Killings there, uh, which is great and perfectly on brand for Joey Smoey. But then out comes Braun. Uh, yeah, so, so Braun Strowman and Joey Smoey. I mean, we had a little taste of them because they had a three mate three way with uh with brock uh last year but uh them one-on-one i think is a really good place to start rebuilding braun and mm-hmm. you know unfortunately that'll probably come at the expense of joey samoe and his u.s title but you know what uh i, I there's still a big upside to braun Strowman, and if oh you, yeah you know you can't throw him right back into a title match with rollins or or uh or kofi or whatever give him some mm-hmm. time to get some heat and some steam back and then uh and then then throw him back up there so i think with samoa joe this is this is a good spot for him yeah, I, and honestly, you know, you were saying earlier, if they put AJ to Raw, that'd be a very good place for him to sort of uh, yeah. uh, mix it up with new people. Braun on trade. SmackDown feels like a great switch. Yeah, uh, you know, you could put him in there with guys like Kofi. You could put him in there with guys like Daniel Bryan. Well, that's presuming these people stay on SmackDown. Right, well. right. Uh, just <laughs> thinking about the idea right. that Braun goes over to SmackDown, like there's there's a, a new pool of talent for him yeah. to mess with, even if they swap some other people back and forth. Um, Sammy Zayn returned on Monday. Uh, looked real good. Had a really fun match with Finn Balor. Uh, he w- did lose that match. A little bit of a bummer. But then he cut probably the best promo of his WWE stint. It was solid. Against all the fans. Ending it with, I'll see you in hell. <laughs> the greatest <laughs> way to end a promo ever. Holy uh, shit. Co-signed. Yeah, that, that was pretty it was, it was pretty great. You know, I, I do, you know, I was excited when Sammy came back as, you know, with, with the big baby face pop. And of course that's mm-hmm. gonna happen in Brooklyn. Um, and I was a little uh, I was I was I was honestly a little disappointed when you know I saw that he started this heel promo, but then I'm like, okay, I, I remember the shithead Sammy is outstanding oh yeah so if he's gonna just you know crank up the shithead to 11 then i am uh i'm 100 in with that yeah i'm not sure where again i don't know where anybody's gonna land i i will say that for me this is probably the least predictable superstar shakeup uh because they could literally swap anyone anywhere and i feel like the shows would be different you know if they if they swapped kofi and uh rollins for example you know you you totally have a brand new uh yeah. everything on on both sides the on both shows there's talent that 
hasn't necessarily stagnated, but would be freshened up by moving from one to the other. A Kevin Owens moving over to a Raw, for example, would be really, really cool to see, getting him back on the Kevin Owens show, as he used to call it. Here's a question for you. If Mm -hmm. Rollins comes to SmackDown with the Universal Championship, do they change out the leather for blue leather then? Perhaps. I mean, hell, that's how you sell a whole bunch more belts. So I, I think that's the way to do it. No, legitimately, uh, again, tip of the hat to another podcast I listened to, uh, Virtual Pros. What up, Virtual Pros? Uh, they had someone write into their podcast who works for WWE Marketing, legitimately works for WWE Marketing. Um, you know how businesses have different mailing lists mm-hmm. for like different types of consumers you know this yeah. person bought live tickets for that so let's send them this yeah. this person has but wwe being as you know zeroed in and laser focused as they are on different types of things it's like oh these people have bought these t-shirts in the past here's that there is a mailing list which is a not inconsiderable amount of people which is literally spent more than twenty five hundred dollars on replica belts yeah, at one time or cumulative? Cumulative. Okay, but still, yeah. I mean, they run about yeah. what four or five hundred bucks a pop, right? For the standard ones, and mm-hmm. then there's like deluxe ones with like fancier leather and whatnot. They go like eight to a thousand. So yeah, it's it is a racket and a half. That Dude. that that fucking Ring of Honor belt that we joked about buying at the Super Show, uh, yeah. Super Card, five hundred bucks for that, not. A deal <laughs> yeah they were selling one at access at the superstore it was autographed by a couple people i didn't i didn't note who it was autographed by but it was selling it for over two thousand dollars jesus christ yeah it had a number of autographs on there but it was a i think it was the smack i think it was the raw women's title uh that had a bunch of autographs on there and they were selling it for over two grand and i don't know i didn't see anybody walk out with it uh especially I, since that one bitch wouldn't let me go back in to buy my fucking hoodie <laughs> Have have you gone back to to WWE shop online to try to buy it? Yeah, I have. I thought about it. It's actually like thirty percent off right now, but I feel like it's going to get more percent off. But then I run the risk of selling out in my fat ass double X size. So (laughs) I'm I'm just going to say it. I imagine WWE stocks the larger sizes higher. I would imagine so, considering the amount of people, uh, the size of the people I saw saw there, and then. Conversely, or similarly, rather, at uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, I saw the the Lij New York shirt. Mm-hmm. It's on sale there now, in the size that I wanted, and didn't have to buy. It. I bought a three XL because <laughs> I wanted that fucking shirt at the garden. You did, you did, you very much did. I you, I you followed guy. me yeah. around to uh, yeah, do like that. Yeah, you followed. You know, I was like, I need to find this fucking shirt. We're going back. Oh down yeah, look, I'm level. I I am always in support of the hunt, Chris. You know? Once a collector, always a collector. I understand Cheers. completely. Um, anyway, uh, enough about us buying shit. Back to what happened on Raw SmackDown and the rest of the wrestling world this week. Uh, I, I do think Braun Joe could be super awesome. I really loved seeing the Hardys get the tag belts. Kind of a nod to all the work Matt Hardy did because holy shit, he looks like he's in his 20s again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there, there was a moment when he and Jeff came out where I thought for a second it wasn't like current footage. I thought it was throwback footage because Matt looked that good. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Matt Hardy, props to you. You kayfabed everyone. You th- you knew that being paired up with Bray Wyatt was going to lead to garbage. So you're like, oh, I'm retiring, guys. <laughs> I'm retiring. I can't wrestle no more. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, look at that. I'm all healthy and feeling good. And now Bray is apparently a vulture puppet oh i guess i gotta go win a tag belt instead 
Oh my God! That what? is a Brock Lesnar level move right there. That is. That's that's some flex Bravo. right there. Oh, big money, Matt. Prove it. He's got it all day, every day. <laughs> Version 3.0 coming in three years in a row, winning the titles in April. Yeah. Uh, you know, the first time the big pop coming back in Orlando with Jeff, and then last year winning them with Bray, uh, and then this year again with Jeff. So that's three consecutive uh, post-mania weeks that he's won tag titles uh, since his yeah. return. So good on you, Matt. Um, I'll see you down at Rally Durham uh, Airport again. Um, so, so yeah, that happened. But, okay. Yeah, this, the, this- WWE apparently raiding the Trauma archives to get a puppet from Thanks Killing throwing what? a t-shirt on it and what? calling it the new Bray Wyatt. What <laughs> are they calling it the new Bray Wyatt? I mean, I'm assuming it is. It's a buzzard wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Who the fuck else is it going to be related to? <laughs> it's sure she it's not Curtis Axel's brand new gimmick. I was going to say, might it be Bo Dallas? I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, it could be Bo. <laughs> Maybe that's what they did with Bo. He's now the the vulture handler for Bray Wyatt. I don't what, know. What if, like, uh, like at the end of Beetlejuice, when the guy sprinkles the little head, <laughs> the head shrinker legitimately shrinks uh, Beetlejuice's head? Maybe, maybe. Oh. Maybe uh, maybe Fatu or one of the other head shrinkers had some powder, sprinkled it on Bo Dallas <laughs> backstage. Things went, uh, ba- things went even worse during the Hall of Fame. Because <laughs> they pissed him off. And then that's that's Bo trying to cop Bray's gimmick. So then Bray has to come back to to uh, to thwart his, his, his brother enemy vulture thing. I mean, look, it's pro wrestling, so I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility here, bud. Uh, I, I, I was just like, what? <laughs> what is even? I huh? Know. I don't know. I, I don't uh, know. I uh, w- <laughs> like there aren't words. It's it's just one of the strangest things they've done for a character ever. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Maybe maybe he'll pop out of uh the box full stop uh this week, and we'll see what brand he lands on. But for as bad as that was. The dumbest wrestling decision I've seen this week goes to our dear friends at Ring of Honor because not only did they run a work shoot angle with Enzo and Cass, more on their fun new names in a minute. Not only did that work shoot angle fuck over a New Japan angle in progress, not only did they forget to tell New Japan, that was going to happen. And also concurrently, you know, it fucked up the entire uh, entrance of Tanahashi, making him look like some people really didn't care about because we're all on our phones going, what the fuck just happened? Can the Internet tell me what I just saw? Uh, They don't have Enzo or Cass signed to a deal or any follow up dates. I don't have words. <laughs> it's the stupidest fucking decision that I've heard since putting the title on Matt Taven. So, you know, it's the, stu- <laughs> the stupidest decision of the past week. Um, oh, man. Uh, there's so many different shit heap layers to this story. Mm-hmm. If I'm New Japan, it is the Vermonster of shit. You just dig into it, and there's more ingredients and more grossness uh, of just piled up. You need you and your eight friends to actually tackle how much shit there is. If I'm New Japan, I'm 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 rethinking my uh, my partnership at this point. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, aside from the, the, the reasons you just mentioned, nobody will come out and admit it uh, officially for either, either promotion, but let's be honest. Anybody who watched that show or was there as we were, we're not watching it for ring of honor. Okay. I don't know. I saw one guy wearing a Madison square TV and shirt. One guy. That's going to be $3 on pro wrestling tees in another week. Uh, <laughs> and they'll never get rid of them. Cause nobody's no, going to no. buy that shirt. Um, like I, I, I got a thing in my email about like, you get a grab bag of, of G1 yeah. shirts yeah, and I yeah. felt like I'd buy it. It'd be nothing but Madison square tab. Everyone, every grab bag is getting a Madison Square Taven shirt. So yeah, I thought about buying one until that. I realized that same exact thing. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna. Not gonna <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's man. So I want to like Ring of Honor. I want to. Yeah. I want them to be, you know, a a solid uh, competitor or at least another option at a certain level uh, to WWE. Um, and they've got a pay-per-view in our backyard at the end of June. They just yeah, announced it. I know, but I, 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 I want to, want to go to that. Yeah, I, I, I want to want to go to that. I want to want to be there. Uh, but if you're telling me the best things you've got are Matt Taven and the newly christened Enzo and Zio mm-hmm. and Kaz XL free agency. Mm. I cannot give less of a shit. No, no. I mean, those those are probably the two worst signings of ex WWE <laughs> talent you could have come up with. I mean, it is impact level poor decision making. Oh my! It, it's it's I I dare say worse. You know, because at least impact scope scooped you know up like impact didn't pick them up. I think yeah, you're right. Impact I went no, we're good. Yeah, because you know that they made some calls to somebody over there. To try and get some feelers out to try and get a gig, you know they had to have. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, only only old Ring of Honor. You know, and they didn't tell you know the talent, uh, you know half the talent that was out there. You know, what would you what would you have done, Joe Koff, Looking at you, <laughs> what would you have done had Tama Tonga, having just won the uh, the titles, been like the fuck are these ass clowns doing? And he, you know didn't have the indifference as he actually ended up having, but wanted to shoot murder these people. Exactly. You know, it it could have been. Yeah. We're we're lucky that that Tama Tonga and Tongalo are, are, are professionals who went, wait, we have an angle to do for our company. Right. So we're going to stand in the ring while Yano holds up the belt. They had to reshoot the entire fucking angle at a new Japan show this week because it didn't work. Yeah. And then of course you had Tonga, uh, cutting a, a a bit of a nasty promo on ring of honor uh backstage uh, i didn't hear the promo i saw a tweet i didn't hear a promo. oh oh yeah no uh when they did all the backstage comments as they mm-hmm. do uh post all new japan matches uh he said fuck a briscoe's fuck ring of honor fuck those shitty belts like he literally walked in he had one of the ring of honor belts and he just threw it into the room <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yes good. yeah good you know what yeah He's he's definitely uh you know he's grown on me a bit, <laughs> and I'm gonna say this within I, I, less than a month. Ring of Honor has their War of the Worlds tour, which mm-hmm. is traditionally Ring of Honor versus New Japan Pro Wrestling. Zero, zero New Japan talents have been announced for that tour. It's not a good look. No, no, it's not. Is there a space in New Japan booking where they could do that? Sure. 
but none. I'm saying right now it's going to be all CMLL guys, so, just so they could say it's versus the world. Okay, but then well, again, like Tai Chi or like some of the uh, right, you right. know, some of the people that nobody really want to put the money out to see. Exactly. It's going to be Chase Owens. Chase yeah. Owens getting the main event push. <laughs> but I mean, e- even this weekend, uh, they were running fucking PJ Black against Caristico. Mm-hmm. Now, Caristico being brought in to the CMLL. Caristico used to get fucking ribbed all the time by PJ Black. Yeah. And he said it was one of the worst people he worked with in WWE. So they just go, oh, well, here's your match, Caristico. Have fun. I mean, it's yeah. a four way with two other people, but still, like, uh, aren't you supposed to avoid that sort of shit? Is there supposed to be like lines of communication no. where where these things get worked out? Clearly not. I mean, I don't know if it's a language barrier. They just don't give a fuck or, or what, but it's a it, ring of honor is not looking uh, great right now. now. Now, from what I understand on the ring of honor side of things, and, and granted this may be people leaking things to go a certain way. So it looks better for them, mm-hmm. but there's been kind of a changing in the guard in booking ring of uh, ring of honor has been booked by delirious for mm-hmm. God, almost 10 years now. Since Cornette left. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Quite a long time yeah. for delirious to have the book. So delirious had the book for a while. Um, uh, uh, Todd Sinclair has been the booker of women of honor, which in and of itself is kind of a clusterfuck because they only were going to bring back the beautiful, beautiful people to help Madison rain out. And she left anyway. Right. Uh, but they're still doing that angle. Apparently bully Ray, Kevin Eck or Ick, Eck. however, Eck, yeah. thank you, Kevin Eck and Joey Matthews are sort of climbing up into the spot of bookers in ring of honor. Okay. And that's where fingers are being pointed about how bad this went. Cause delirious has been working with new Japan for a really long time. Right. I mean, He's, you know, for better or for worse. I know a lot of people criticized him for the number of times Ring of Honor guys went under to New Japan guys, uh, but he knows how that works. I don't know if this is somebody saying something to the sheets to make these three new guys working on booking look crappy. But if this is how they want to handle that relationship, uh, they want to fix that toot sweet. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, do you want that many different people, uh, you know, in control of the book? I mean, typically, you know, it kind of comes down to one person uh, yeah. over the course of the, how these things. Sure, you want people to have input, but who's sure. making the final decisions here? Sure. Um, you know, committee is not always the greatest uh, way to run things. You look at how, you know, Nash and Hall and Hogan had the book at the end of WCW. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mm-hmm. all saw how mm-hmm. that went. And, Ring of Honor is nowhere near the size of a WCW when that happened. So, yeah, it's it's, it's not a good look. I mean, I know Bully Ray has, you know, a, a good mind for the business. He's been doing it a long time. He's been around for a long time. He has a lot of experience in different companies and how things go. Um, but, you know, Kevin Eck worked at WWE for a while. He's a local guy, MCW, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then Joey Matthews, as in, um, uh, do I know? Is that Joey Mercury? Joey That's Matthews? Not, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I thought Joey so. Mercury, Joey Matthews. All yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, uh, I, I mean, there, there, there are local ties here. And so, you know, uh, I, I imagine working gift through the grapevine. If that's bullshit, please let us know. We don't want to continue to spread ill word if this is not the truth, yeah. but it's, it's what's being said and all we can report is what we're hearing. So please feel free to use us as a, as a sounding board for, uh, opposite stories. Um, yeah. Any way we look at it, Ring of Honor is not in a good place right now. Um, and we want them to be. We, I do. I want them to succeed. Yeah. Like I said, you know, I want 
I want there to be a, a good group of talent down there that uh, that that you know keeps filling up arenas. You know whether it's the the UMBC Fieldhouse or or Madison Square Garden. But exactly. you know if Ra- exactly. if Ring of Honor tried to book Madison Square Garden again on their own, whoo, it'd be a it'd be a tough tough sell. They'd have to paper the shit out of that bad boy yeah. um, at this yeah. point. So you know Enzo and Cass notwithstanding, you know, and even in New York, New Jersey, they got you know booed to high heaven um so whereas you know you look at them mm-hmm. formerly uh you know from the wwe and the, the heights they reached in nxt um you know and and back in those days those were the highlights of of the weekends and nxt takeovers you know have been um you know one after the other somehow finding a way to top the one before and this past week's last Friday's NXT takeover. Oh, come on. You knew I was doing that. Uh, this past week's NXT takeover was no exception. I even read, I think it was cage side seats that said, you know, this card on uh, this, uh, this, this takeover card on papers is, is not really doing it for me. And, uh, you know, that card on paper was fucking great. Yeah. And uh, fuck in, you random person on the internet from a random person on the internet. And in action, it was even better than it was on paper. Uh, yeah, that was shit. a phenomenal fucking show. Um, yeah. Just you know, like like you said, every time you think that they can't top the one before, they find a way, and it's you know, it, it's a uh, it's a testament to the talent that they've signed. It's a testament to the creative that they have in place down there, and the eyes mm-hmm. and uh, the ears and the long form storytelling that that they have set in motion down there. Um, there are emotional beats. There are there are physical beats. There's you know just the rabid crowd that was so ready for everything the weekend was going to bring them. It was a, a yeah. perfect storm of awesomeness. Was NXT Takeover New York? Yeah, I kicked off hot with the War Raiders uh, against our dear buddies at uh, Black Flips. Yeah. Uh, hell of a match. Like, yeah. uh, I I knew that match was going to be good, but that was far beyond what I anticipated. I, I kind of thought Black and, and Ricochet were going to kind of play it a little easy because they had, a, a you know, a mania that weekend yeah. to, to debut mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, they acted like that was mania. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, uh, the, the best thing I read about that match and it holds true is there were guys with really awesome power moves and there were guys doing crazy flips and it was not the ones you were expecting. Yes. Seriously. <laughs> uh, fucking Warbeard Hansen, man. Holy oh, shit, man. Dude was on fucking fire during the weekend for the Hansen family in general. Yeah. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Uh, Sarah Logan is no, that that's that's Raymond Rowe. Oh, that's Rowe. Shit, that's yeah. right. My yeah, apologies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, My sorry. apologies. <laughs> the War Raider family. Yes, yes. The go. War Raider extended family. <laughs> yes. Yeah. War yeah. Raider extended universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but the the, the flipsy news that those guys were able to do, and then just the ridiculousness, and you know, the tag teams in NXT have really set a precedent of going on first and and just you know just mm-hmm. leveling the crowd. Um. Man, it was it was it was an amazing match, and then right after that, you had uh, Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle, which was fucking fantastic. And this is two guys that have only been really pro wrestling for you know handful of years each. Yeah, Uh, seriously. Honestly, I think their professional careers might be similar in length. Yeah, Uh, if if you look at Velveteen Dream starting at MCW and Matt Riddle starting uh, in New York. 
work and going to evolve and, and all of that. Oh, the, there we go. My, my internet froze up. There we go. <laughs> I think there's a storm. All yeah, through, yeah so. froze up over here. Okay, okay. And that's going to be one of those little edits yeah, you do. Um, remember. <laughs> well, if you do hear this, congratulations, listener. Uh, but just a, a great match between two guys that who they could have main evented this show. Yeah, I could see the main eventing a WrestleMania one day. Like the, I did not think that Velveteen Dream was going to keep the belt by any means. I thought this was going to be Riddle's moment, but mm-hmm. goddamn, uh, what a win for the Dream! What a match between these guys. And again, it, it added to that sort of buffet of professional wrestling feel where you get a little bit of, of something special in each match. Yeah. This was a, a lot of fun character work between the two, mixing that with some great hard-hitting action. Yeah, I mean, that one, it was like a, a moonsault senton that uh, that Riddle did was super fucking impressive. Um, and yeah, the, the character work was off the charts. The the reversals into submissions and everything, everything was really good. And it was a smart finish, too. It was, you know, it was kind of a, a catch you off guard sort of thing, um, you know, that kept the title on Dream. And I think that's smart. I think Dream should 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 keep that for a little bit. Um, and I think... Uh, I, th- I think it was already announced. I don't know if it's a hundred percent spoiler, but he's going to be defending that title against Buddy Murphy uh, mm-hmm. in coming TV taping. So yeah, um, the spoilers are out there if you want to read how that worked out. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, Dream uh, Dream is is really really coming into his own here, and you know he got the big WrestleMania style entrance that looked great, uh, and you know a little show of uh, of brospect afterwards with the with the fist bump there. So some some great stuff there, and then you had a completely different type of match with Walter and Pete Dunne, and this this was my first full Walter match that I've seen. I've seen only uh, gifs and clips and and stuff like that. I love everything about Walter. The I big lo- cranky German baby is so goddamn good. I love the I love the 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 entrance with the clear uh, white Tron with his silhouette. I love that you know it's just plain simple Walter. I love the classical music that he uses. I love the jacket. I love his posture. I love his face. I love his chops. I love it. Dude went to the fucking top rope more times than, than Velveteen dream did. I think um, I, I Walter may be my new favorite wrestler is what I'm saying. <laughs> and up until that amazing main event, I'm like, this is one of the best matches I've ever seen in NXT. Yeah. Holy shit. What could top this? What could top this? Only if I knew, <laughs> <laughs> but just, Goddamn, uh, for Pete Dunn's reign, which has been so epic and really mm-hmm. has set up the, you know, as we were talking earlier about titles being set up as prestigious, yeah. the NXT UK title has been set up as a prestigious title. And for him to go out in a match this strong, holy hell. And for Walter to come off th- like this much of a monster, I mean, it, it was perfect. It was everything it needed to be. It, it was perfect. And we finally, we got to see a different style of a Pete Dunn match. You know, the majority of these Pete Dunn matches, he wasn't working so far from, from, uh, from underneath. Um, obviously most people work underneath with Walter cause he's a fucking massive human being. Um, but it was, it was a different style. Pete Dunn as the underdog and that's normally not how we saw. So we got to see him adapt to it and you got to really see Walter let loose and man, you know, every everything about it was was fantastic. It was, you know, it was pretty close to perfect match as you could get. 
Yeah, and then we rolled on into the women's four-way as Shayna Baszler defended uh, against uh, Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, and Kyrie Sane. And holy fucking shit, Shayna retained the belt. Not only that, I loved this match. Like, yeah. I, I know some people were like, uh, you know, this was kind of the match that, you know, didn't really uh, seem like it was going to be the one that people really got into. Um, but man, Shayna Baszler is really good at pro wrestling. Um, and Bianca Belair had a, a, a breakout performance, you know, Sane uh, uh, and Shirai got their shit in and, you know, had a little tease of, of dissension when they broke up each other's pinfall attempts. The, the action was, was fast and furious and flying and flippy and power and, and everything. And, you know, those, those women really, Really went out there for the what 15 minutes they had and and mm-hmm. left it all out there and it was it was probably one of the best women's matches in nxt history i'm going to say it, it's it's definitely up there i i mean top five there, probably yeah there there are there's some of the oscar defenses i need to go back and watch yeah uh because they were so dominant but also so good yeah uh, but i mean for this grouping of women this generation of nxt women this feels like the first time that this group really had a major standout performance yeah and uh props to all four women involved and now the big question mark for me is who's gonna take out Shayna? i don't know i well, literally don't know here's uh, so here's my idea i don't think anybody does so i think mm. Shayna comes up in the superstar shakeup as nxt champion and then she's forced to relinquish the title and they do some sort of tournament, uh, maybe, uh, coming down the line. Um, that could happen. Um, I didn't read all the, the taping spoilers for the NXT, so I'm not hundred percent what route they're taking with that. Uh, aside from one thing and one person that's pretty much assuredly going to come up with this, uh, with this superstar shakeup. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, possibly I, I, is half of a tag team that yeah page right. is hinting towards <laughs> right yeah exactly Yar. so <laughs> <laughs> from, said from the air um so so yeah i, I think bringing baszler up is a is a smart move one because she's going to fill the hole left by ronnie yeah. um yes exactly and i think that she's way better all around than rousey mm-hmm. is um mm-hmm. she has more experience on the wrestling oh, side sure, of things sure. than she does as well she's really she really t- I'm, I'm a i'm a basler mark in case you haven't realized this um i'm, I'm hey, all man, in. i'm with you i'm with she's you fantastic. I think she's, yeah i think she's really goddamn good and a for coming into professional wrestling late yeah and b for only being in professional wrestling what three years now again much like a, a riddle or a velveteen dream um there really is this crop of like super rookies in the WWE right now yeah. who just keep blowing us away. And, and Shayna deserves to be spoken in that, that same breath. Um, but for as great as that was, you know, that main event was not the chapter to end the story that they intended to write, right. but Holy fucking shit on every level. Was that a great way to, close a chapter of NXT and start a new one as uh, Johnny Gargano went against Adam Cole, Maybe. two out of three falls NXT title online first ever WWE five and a half star match for yeah. your uncle Dave. Uh, I I'm not a, I'm not a big star guy. I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh, that was definitely five and a half or no, that was five and a quarter. Right. It was a damn good match one of the best matches in NXT history. 
one of the best matches Johnny Gargano's ever had. Sure. And just he's, to, he's superhuman at this point. Like I know yeah. he, he comic book themed uh, ring gears, but Jesus Christ, the amount of stuff that he went through in that match uh, and yeah. still persevered uh, was just he's he's not human. He's, it's and, it's out of control. And, and it was such a perfect hybrid of old school traditional professional wrestling yeah. face versus heel mixed up with the high impact high octane intensity of modern day professional wrestling you know storylines mixed with strong style i mean not that they were yeah. doing strong style spots but that's just that crazy fun excuse me crazy fun hyper spot heavy style of wrestling yeah and, and the fact that they were able to to basically make a new version of professional wrestling by melding those two in that match like it was so good. And and then to have the nice little cherry on top of having the Chompa moment right at the end of the show. Oh. Yeah, so it kind of did wrap up the story. Right, you know, right. Even without having Champa in the match. Um, you know, uh, Uncle Dave called it, you know, essentially a PWG pay-per-view on WWE TV. But I, I, I don't agree. It's more of what you said. It's more of like, it's more like uh, NWA PWG, you know, NWAG yeah. or something like that. It, it's, it's, it's a hybrid of those things because you know i don't i never watched a ton of pwg but from what i tell there weren't really that many really in-depth stories that happened right, it was right you know you went out there uh it's a super card it was, of the stars yeah and everybody got their shit in and looked amazing did all the flips to do's and beer pitchers were spilled all over the place and it was a, it was a great rowdy uh fun uh but with nxt and the way trips is doing it is that you have these stories you know being told each of those matches had their own story uh, or multiple stories within one and they all came to a, a crux at, at the perfect point and you know uh it, it just it ended up being a fantastic show even you know gargano just fighting off all four guys of the undisputed era at the end and and finding his time to 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 to, to just get it done and make the move and and make it happen it was it was a fantastic fairy tale ending if i dare say yeah. um to this johnny gargano story that they've been telling in nxt and now everybody you know they're on the same page candace is back johnny's you know super face happy and and champa is full on baby face again at this point just coming out holy and, shit did and, you see you know, the, uh, hugging them did you see the uh the videos they posted online uh, of champa uh before surgery uh no i saw like oh a, my god oh man so um you know, this the standard WWE documentary crew who sure. always films surgeries and that sort of thing. They did a whole uh, a piece on okay. Tommaso Ciampa, not just the past year he's had, but his time in NXT and everything up to the surgery. Um, the, there's a whole bit that they go into that, you know, obviously wouldn't know about talking about how when he got his opportunity in NXT, it was right after he and his wife had bought a house uh, in Minnesota, I believe. Minnesota. So, so he moved down to Orlando to live with Candace and Johnny. Right. And his wife stayed in Minnesota and literally like around the time he got signed and won the tag belts, she was finally going to uh, be moving down. She had just found out she was pregnant mm. and she lost the baby. Oh God. And basically them, all the struggles they had with that. And apparently they had to do in vitro and, and all of that basically crescended with them having the kid right around the same time that he was becoming oh, like a main eventer in NXT. Oh, okay. And 
became champion. So he has this beautiful baby girl that he and his wife watch. Like it is the most baby face story. If you can right. watch that video and not get choked up, you're a stronger man than I. But like, I know how much of a son of a bitch he's played over the past year. But in real life, that dude is the biggest baby face in the world. Holy fucking shit! Like, wow. I I I came away with just like so much respect for who that guy is and everything he's gone through to make his you know, make everything come together for him. And then when you combine that with that really great moment at the end of takeover, you know, it's more than just, okay, here's a great way to cap off the story. This, yeah. this is three people who have been through it together. Yeah. And wow. uh, yeah, it was, it was incredible to take in, but uh, you know, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. That's what she said. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, but, as one story ends, another one also ends. I figured this would be the appropriate way to wrap up the show. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's a sad day for us here at the Rough House. As earlier this week, as you might have seen on our social media, we shared the news. <sighs> Road Dog is no longer the head writer of SmackDown. He's apparently staying in WWE in some sort of way, shape, or form. But we have no other recourse when it comes to yelling about the shitty booking of SmackDown. I don't know who to blame anymore. I don't know who's at fault. So well, if all yeah. else fails, fuck Doc Hendricks. <laughs> I'm right there with you. And I'd like to say one last time from your friends at the rough house, me, Marty, my dear friend, Christoph, fuck you road dog. I hope you fucking die. Oh, I, I don't know if I want to die. <laughs> Look, man, man, by God, that man's got a family. I just wanted to not have creative input on certain things uh, in the pro rats. Man, you hey. really, you really jumped the gun there. Do <laughs> you want a fucking list or something? What is happening? <laughs> what am I going to do with the gun rack? <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want Brad Brad Armstrong to fucking die. Wrong Armstrong. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, that wrong Armstrong. That's wrong Armstrong. My apologies. Road Dog, you're okay. You go have fun. <laughs> Grab a nickel. Have a moon pie. It'll be all right. <laughs> moon pie. What a world. <laughs> The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. And Marty. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J two one n lowercase w capital g lowercase k capital p m lowercase l capital d n seven lowercase c three lowercase r lowercase f u v q this is the, the rough, house, rough pod. house uh podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information the preceding presentation was brought to you by the realm network 
Fanny Packs, Fanny Packs, Fanny Packs. Want to hit the town looking like your favorite mid-90s wrestler? Fanny Packs. Time to strut your stuff when you don't have any pockets in your jean shorts? Fanny Packs. Got stuff to carry and you want to keep it near your dick? Fanny Packs. Head on down to Conrad P. Hickenbottom's Fanny Pack Outlet and snatch up one of our 10,000 reasonably priced Fanny Packs. Denim, leather, neon, print, double zipper, Velcro, reflective, or fine imported Chinese silk, we've got the Fanny Pack to fit any late-90s professional wrestler on the go. Don't be some schmuck who hides his brass knuckles in your pocket. Store him in a Fanny Pack. Who's got time to walk to the ring with a pre-prepared retirement statement in your hand? Keep it in a Fanny Pack. Some of our famous customers include Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, Triple H, and everyone's favorite deceased fat chick thriller, Mike Awesome. Conrad P. Hickenbottom's Fanny Pack Outlet. Keep it near your dick.